0: Alright, welcome to another episode of the Pleasantly Persistent Podcast. Here solo today, Um, Christy is doing her VP thing elsewhere, and uh, here today with Jake, who I'm really, really psyched to chat with, because from the moment I met you, I'm like, oh, he's a good guy, and uh, uh, I I remember, yeah, actually it was Expo East, my first trade show I did at Rooted. And yeah, I'm, I remember your conversation and learning about your products. It was really cool. So yeah, if you want to intro yourself, that'd be awesome. We can get started.
1: Yeah, I had a, I had a similar takeaway, Matt. Um, yeah, great to be on. Um, Jake, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Sweet Nothings. Um, we've been around since 2019, and we make a variety of healthy, organic, no-added sugar snacks, uh, mostly in the frozen aisle. Two of our three product lines are frozen, so we have smoothie cups and these kids focus smoothie tubes where we just blend organic fruits and veggies into little smoothie pops. Um, and then we have our ambient line that, Matt, I know you're familiar with our, our nut butter bites, which are peanut butter filled energy bites. Um, and those have been really fun to get to launch and expand into some channels where frozen just was never gonna work. So that's been a fun yep. growth area as well. Cool.
0: Hopefully I'm not off out of the gate here. Did you move? You, were you, when I first met with you, were you in California or have you always been in New York?
1: No, I, I, uh, I grew up in LA, lived in the Bay Area for 10 years, uh, met my wife while living in the Bay Area, and then we moved to New York um, just over two years ago.
0: Cool. So, how, how is it in the business world being a PST person versus an EST person? Which one's <laughs> more annoying? Is there advantages, disadvantages? yeah i really like my mornings
1: um so i love being on the east coast because i love Mm -hmm. waking up to you know mostly an empty inbox obviously there's some uh some triage to get through from after i fell asleep but for the most part it's pretty quiet after i go to sleep and having the morning to think and do some deep work and not having too much happening before like 10 a.m eastern you know
0: yeah, now that I'm thinking about that, I would not do well with PST at all. Like if like you wake up, like I like my mor- ebbs and flows and right now I'm in it like where my morning is so like sacred and quiet and the reason oh, yeah. it's so – it feels calm is because the world, the work world has not <laughs> risen yet and if I was uh- – yeah, that would stink to like start a practice at like 6 a.m., a morning practice and it's 9 EST. Right. I had a uh,
1: one of my best friends got married in Hawaii a few weeks ago. And so I went on Thursday. I worked from there on Friday and I woke up at, you know, 6 a.m. in Hawaii and it was noon on the East Coast. And I just felt like I was clawing back all day trying to, like, get out of this mess of slacks and emails like I just felt totally out of sorts. And so it's funny timing for you to ask because my reflection was, wow, I really like starting the day with, you know, a lot of intention versus trying to play catch up.
0: Yeah, and I bet your employees like it a lot more too. I wouldn't want to have like a boss leader who is PST because then you're doing your thing at like three o'clock and everyone else, they, the EST is one in the chill. So yeah, uh, that's good. So as far as like the CPG scene, like I don't even know if you're involved in the local like yeah. when you were uh, in Cali versus here, like does it feel different?
1: So wasn't really involved out in California just because graduated business school June of 2019, um, was living in San Francisco as I was starting to work on Sweet Nothings with my co-founder Beth, but then COVID hit and obviously during COVID there wasn't a ton going on community-wise with in-person CPG and then we moved here January of 2022 and so this has really been the, New York has really been the CPG community that I've you know, cultivated and and come to be a part of and, and really appreciate.
0: Yeah. How big is your team?
1: Uh, we're 10 people. Uh, nice. There's 10 of us, um, which is exciting. It feels like the right number where we're able to, you know, get a lot done and work on innovation and growth and, you know, play in a lot of different channels, but it's still a special size where we're not, constantly going through you know a million different people to check through an idea or there's like so much uh, red tape that it takes too long to to move
0: yeah yeah we're eight and it's uh yeah it's a nice size so are people spread out is it a pretty yeah. remote team
1: fully remote um which I have, you know, many thoughts on. I think there's plenty of pros and plenty of cons, but there's one other person in New York with me. Um, and then my co-founder's in the Bay Area. Two people are in LA. Um, and then we have someone in uh, Minneapolis, um, in Florida, in Arizona, in Seattle.
0: Yeah. Um, so how do you, um, what's the cadence? How many, like, uh, heavy slack is there? Like, how many team calls? Like, how do you... How do you keep the crew together? How do you uh, forge some uh, virtual culture? Yeah. So, uh, the only
1: full team call we do every week consistently is a 30 minute weekly check in on Monday mornings. And we call that Big Rocks. That actually came from Megan, our VP of Sales, where she, it's, we really are just focused on what are the big, big rocks that you're working on this week? We don't need to hear everything on your plate, but what are the things that, are on your plate that at some point might come across someone else's plate, right? So whether it's sales is working on something and they're going to need to loop in marketing or our um, you know um, ops team is going to be moving product to one of our um, co-packers and needs to loop in the production person or supply chain person It's hey, what are the big things that are going to um, be cross-collaborative this week? Just so that everyone sort of has them on their radar and starts to think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then twice this year, we did it three times last year, we decided to do it twice this year, we're doing a full team offsite. So our second one of the year will happen in a few weeks in Austin, um, which we're really excited about. And then we've done some mini offsites throughout the year. So um, I've gotten together with our sales and marketing folks, I obviously travel with um, folks from our sales team to to trade shows and customer meetings and all that all the time. We just last week did sort of this mini ops offsite where we dug into some things on the ops and um, freight and supply chain side of things. So smaller groups get together probably, you know, a couple times a quarter and then the full teams, the full team comes together twice a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. I like know it's important. And then when we get together in person, then I remember how important it is. Right. It's, totally. it's just like, man, like the ceiling of connecting virtually like is not <laughs> it's 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 not so high. It's, it's um, yeah, you need it. You need it just to feel con- really connected as a unit um, yeah. for sure. So in between, like, do you guys like is your Slack like does it have some fun channels? Do you guys do anything fun in between the in-persons?
1: yeah so um we do have a a few fun slack channels that are quite active one is in the kitchen where and i know you Mm -hmm. love to cook so you'd love this one Mm -hmm. but um it is people posting um what they're making or what they're eating or when they're traveling foods that they come across which is a fun one Um, and then we also have a a travel specific one i feel like our our team does some really cool vacations we have some adventurous people who go on these awesome camping trips or um, interesting places i've never heard of or uh or been to before and um people do a really nice job of of sharing those things and it's really fun to watch the slack just sort of light up with questions with pictures with stories so we we do those things which really help and then at the actual off sites i feel like we've we've changed the the tone of them when we first started them i was like okay you know it's costing us X dollars to get everyone here. We need to make the most of it. We need to do all these presentations and meetings and, you know, be nonstop doing things to make it worth the money, to justify the ROI. I think as I've grown as a leader and as we've reflected more on what the point of these offsites are, I've realized that the most valuable pieces are actually one in-person work time, like doing, a, you know, if every week we have a demand planning meeting doing that in person at that offsite actually makes a huge difference as we think about oh is there a better way to show this dashboard or should we rebuild this we have the time we're here let's talk about it and then also just fun bonding time right like we everyone works hard when they're at home and is able to um get a lot done remotely when we're together like let's enjoy being together and get to know each other better because that's what's going to strengthen the the remote relationships, not necessarily being talked at for eight hours on what our vision is for 2025 or whatever it may be.
0: 100%. So I can tell you really care about, I mean every founder does, but really care about who enters your world and that you have good people. Talk to me through your interview process. Like have you been, yeah. Has it been through recruiters, or what? What's the process, and then how many rounds? And is there like anything out of the box, like questionnaire, video, or certain questions you love to ask? Like, how do you find if someone's a good fit?
1: Yeah, I I think because it's still a pretty small team, we try to incorporate a lot of people because everything is pretty cross collab. You know, cross collaborative, cross team. At this stage and at this team size, a lot of our team is working together on a, if not daily, you know, weekly basis on something, whether it's related to um, a distributor or uh, new packaging changes or whatever, we're like, you know, everyone's involved to some extent. So one, try to incorporate a lot of the team into the hiring process, into the interview process. I um, like to have whoever the hiring manager is, which historically has mostly been me, but now is starting to be others as well really do the initial screen and find the you know top few candidates that they want to move through the process. But then we get a lot of folks on calls with them. And we're not trying to have them have 10 interviews. So a lot of them will be two-on-ones or even three-on-ones and a little bit more casual, get-to-know-you for some of those than um, super, um, s- super specific. But the one thing that we've done consistently that I found to be really helpful is ask <coughs> candidates to put together and present what their first 90 days on the job would look like. So try to equip them with really clear understanding of what we expect for this role, why we're bringing in this role, why now is the right time for us to hire this role, and then say, okay, now that you have a good understanding of our intent, if you got the job, what would days one through 90 look like? What do you think the most important areas to tackle are? You can ask us more questions, we're happy to clarify anything, but like, how would you approach that? And we found that to be incredibly indicative of success at Sweet Nothings and a really nice foundation for the roadmap for when they do start of saying, hey, let's start with the 90-day plan you put together. We had our own version of that. Let's combine those. And that will be our roadmap for how we
0: approach these first few months. Mm -hmm. Cool. So how do you... This subject is extra interesting for me right now. How do you keep your days organized and efficient? Like, do you have like time blocked off for like certain things outside of calls? Like, do you have like whatever your is important in your world, like selling or, or, or to-do lists? Like, do you have it all blocked off? Like, how? Like literally, how does your day start? Like, are you looking at a to-do list? Like, yeah, how does it unfold? <clears throat>
1: Um my day starts and ends with Trello. I am obsessed with Trello. Um shout out to Trello. Um mm-hmm. I I use that as my to do list and I have um a column on Trello for every um part of the organization. So I have like You know, CEO work, sales, marketing, finance, ops, production, like all the projects that I'm involved with across the organization and um, to-dos on them. And those all are short to medium term. And then I have one bucket that's just all the long-term stuff that I wanna work on. Um, So I'm constantly referencing that. I also use the app. So like, you know, the way you just, as we were starting, I go, let me jot this down. (laughs) I would just open Trello and throw it into like my sorting bucket, which then later I would drag it to the right column so obsessed and addicted, I don't. I would be lost without that. Um,
0: Fascinating. That is new to my brain. I've never, I've never yeah. heard.
1: I, I found that of to that. be really really um, helpful to keep me on task and organized. And then what I've done, and I I reshuffled this probably six months ago, and I've been happy with the results. Is all my internal meetings are now um, Mondays and Thursdays, one mm. to six. Um, And of course, sometimes something pops up where that doesn't work. But for the most part, all my one on ones with people, all of our internal working groups, our weekly check in as a team, everything is one to six Eastern Mondays and Thursdays. And so outside of that, I can be really diligent about um, external calls and and when I schedule those, but then also have nice chunks of time to do deep thinking in some of these longer term projects that you just want to have uninterrupted focus to, to yeah. be able to
0: see. So for deep thinking, is that like you in front of the laptop? Do you take walks? Like how do you, uh, what does deep thinking look like for you? It's um, a combination
1: of, it usually starts in front of a laptop and then I hit, a, I hit some sort of roadblock and then I'll, I'll go walk around the neighborhood for 30 minutes and come back and think about it. Usually I try to go no phone, no music. Um, I'll, I'll have my phone in my pocket, but I won't look at my phone and I won't listen to any podcast or music or anything for those 30 minutes and find that I often get some interest. Yeah, activity.
0: I think it's really important. I think so many for me, like some things I like early on would view as distractions, like and that they're so important and like don't need to be justified, like taking a walk to like yeah just be with yourself and, and whatever that idea is. like it just pops for me, and it sounds like for you as well. It just pops and flows better, like if I'm in the woods or taking a walk rather than like in thinky, like overthinking like laptop world and um, yeah
1: yeah it's, I used, in, it's yeah. Really important.: I used to be really bad at um, going to sleep without a solution to some problem that we were trying to solve. And now I've tried to really work on that because the clarity, like, 24 or 48 hours after, is usually totally different than what that initial gut reaction is. It's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, it's hard though. I'm like, I like, I feel like I have such um, OCD about checking things off my to-do list that I'm like, oh, I have this problem I need to solve. Like, I need to do that right now. And I've really been working on, you know what? It's going to be a better result if you just give it a
0: few days. It's, it's amazing that things that either aren't clear or things that you're just fired up about, angry about, like it's like really like intense, yeah. it's amazing how much giving a sleep, a little space, how much it either becomes less of a big deal or just so much more clear what the answer is. It's so, uh, yeah, getting getting old and getting wiser is really great. <laughs>
1: it is it is and there's so much I, I feel like every year i look back at ways that we structured teams or meetings or whatever you know whatever and i'm like wow there's such a better way to do it and i'm hoping that that's always the case right like you, you hope to always continue to grow and learn and find ways to to be better yeah. at your job but i've definitely noticed it the last few years of, um, mm-hmm. of that change do- and improvement
0: do you take lunch in front of the laptop, or do you give yourself like what does lunch look like typically?
1: It's usually it's usually in front of the laptop. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, f- from my walks, I totally appreciate the benefits of unplugging for a bit and eating without a screen and taking some time. Um, I love the idea. I just it doesn't happen as often as yeah, I like. yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Um, What has become your favorite uh, QSR uh, in New York City? Like your favorite uh, chain or small chain where you like to get a salad, wrap, whatever you're into?
1: I eat um, a lot of sweet green and um, a lot of kava. Um, neither of which is that, you know, small or, or interesting of an answer, but it's the honest answer. I love, I love yeah, that.
0: Yeah, but those are, those are my answers too. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: I live a few blocks from one of each of them. So when I, when I am grabbing something out, um, those are go-tos.
0: Yeah, my challenge with Sweetgreen now is they've added like all these cool things. Like they added, um, they added Olipop. They added uh, Hugh, um, uh, Hugh Chalka, Hugh yeah. Kitchen. And I'm like, ah,
1: they spend twenty. Years. <laughs> I know it's so easy to. They also have the. Um, have you tried the Siete chips there?
0: Oh uh, yes, yes, like yes. That. That's right. The oh. Green Goddess Ranch chips. Very good. That is that that that's right. Yeah, they're. I mean, good good for them because you're just. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, sweet green, is great kava i'm like almost a little more into because i like sauciness and kava you can just like and the spicy lamb meatballs are amazing yeah yeah and i Uh, love
1: i love when you can just add unlimited like you know there's pickled onions there's olives there's like a million things and i'm just like all of it all of it
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh any business books business podcasts like do you is there anything you you consume in that way to up your game? Yeah, some just out of
1: interest, some also that I think up up my game. I think a combination of interest and and improvement is. Do you listen to the podcast Acquired? Are you familiar with that? Nope. one? So nope. it, it's it feels like a more in depth version of how I built this, and it's not okay. it's not it's usually not an interview with the founder or CEO. It's um, these two guys, one lives in Seattle, one lives in the Bay Area, and they do like four hour deep dives on companies, which sounds boring, Whoa. but it is like they just did maybe a month ago Costco, and it was, I think, uh-huh. a three and a half hour episode on the history of how Costco started, why it works, what the financials look like. So fascinating. They also do plenty outside of you know our world, so... Um, my favorite ever that they've done is LVMH, the um, uh, luxury consumer brand. Uh, okay. Bernard Alnault's Arnold, yeah. company, richest man in the world, or you know, I think always sort of top three. And his story of starting that business, I think that one's also three hours, maybe four hours. And they are just it is so fascinating. It's like, it's basically you're listening to an audiobook, but they do a really, really nice job of telling the story and analyzing the business in ways that is like they're approachable, but they're also like very intellectually stimulating.
0: Oh, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you really jive with one, and I'll relate it to how I built this, like it just can become beyond fascinating and, and yeah. entertaining and just like so connected to the story. Yeah. Some of the how I built this are just pure pure magic I want to listen um, I'm to um,
1: the Yasso How I Built This I don't know if you've listened to that one yet but I saw that they nope. recently went on How I Built This and so that's that's on my list of uh, of one I want to listen to obviously relevant for my frozen world yeah. and then
0: straight business career. I like haven't I, I, I just started by a friend um, Good to Great uh, too early to review it. but like do, do you as far as like business business books and like getting educated to how to up, do you read that kind of stuff? Um,
1: not as much on the, like maybe textbooks side. I also spent, I did, I did get my MBA. So I feel like I spent two years, like really diving into some of that stuff. Um, a book sort of maybe sort of like good to great is the hard thing about hard things. Have you read that one or familiar with that? That is, um, that's Ben Horwitz. Um, from Andreessen Horwitz, the venture fund um, Uh that my wife coincidentally works at, but I liked the book prior to that. Um, And he talks about, you know, when he was building a few of his successful companies and just like the, the challenges of managing and, you know, disasters that he dealt with and none of the problems he went through are obviously exact problems that I'm going through. But I, I, I I listened to that one. um, And, it just resonates so much. Like I feel like he just really gets what the challenges are with managing growing teams, with dealing with, um, growth or disappointments and, and not getting wins that you wanted. And it's it just, I've found that to be therapeutic and I've, I've read the hard cover of that probably two or three times and I just finished listening to it a second time. Um, and I just really, every time I listen to it or read it, I, it, it really strikes a chord.
0: Cool. All right, last questions to wrap. What snack and what beverage do you spend the most money on the last few months?
1: Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, beverage is probably, um, Wild Wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know Rosa at all, but she makes. I it. do.
0: I appreciate her fiery, yeah. strong spirit. Yeah, yeah
1: she has a, she has a, um, Strawberry Passion, Berry Passion, maybe it's called. It's like strawberry and passion fruit. That is fantastic. I also love um, Ruby, um, Noah's, mm-hmm. Noah's company. Both are hibiscus-based, so maybe that's the, mm-hmm. the common theme there. But I think those hibiscus drinks are just delicious, not too sweet. Um, really, really love that product. Um, on the snack side, I'm trying to think what, what I've been eating recently. I should have an answer ready to go as a CBG entrepreneur.
0: I have to think about it on my end.
1: Yeah. I honestly do eat our nut butter bites a lot. Yeah, <laughs> not to plug really our, but I always have them around. And, and that's a, that's a go-to stack of mine still. I'm like, it's a good sign that I'm still, um, still not sick of these and still eating them. Um, and then I, I am a big popcorn guy. So, um feel like lesser evil popcorn is a is a staple.
0: Is there a certain Lesser Evil Man, their summer ones? They had a lemon
1: and a watermelon. Say again. They had the pina colada one this summer. Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, they're such a good brand and such fun flavors and good products. Yeah. I'm uh
1: I went to they did like a launch party for their rind collab back in June. And as we were leaving, they're like, hey, take more of this pina colada popcorn. We have so much of it. And so I just like grabbed several bags of it and feel like I mowed through that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was a very, very good product.
0: I love it. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, thank you for the conversation. Yeah. Where can uh, store locator on the website? Where's the best place for people to find you and your amazing brand and products?
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um but Whole Foods, Sprouts, um, Fresh Market, um, you know, Thrive; those are all some of the some of the bigger natural national ones. But yeah, check out our store locator at SweetNothing's and there's there's plenty more.
0: And I appreciate this. All right, thank you, my friend. Cool, great to see you, Matt. Thanks.
1: Woop, woop.